This is the Addiction Recovery Podcast with Stephen T. Ginsberg, founder of Restore Detox Centers in sunny California. Enjoy your experience. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Addiction Recovery. I'm Steve Coffrin, and I'm here with Stephen Ginsberg, kicking off the new year. We're a few weeks in, but Stephen, welcome back to the podcast. So great to be together again. I love our time together. I love where we get to continue to shed the light on dark places and talk about the solution and the truth. And we're going to follow up on last week's episode where we're talking about unleashing the endless potential of a sober life. And I really like that episode because, you know, when I was done recording it with you, I just felt this like sense of hope and, you know, it's just excitement for the future. Because when you think about the potential that I have within myself, that you have, that everybody else has out there, you know, within, it's just exciting of just, you know, what's to come. I I left that last episode feeling really good. And I'm sure a lot of people out there um, felt the same. I love that. And I agree with you. That is a topic I could stay on every day, all day, because there's so much hope to it all. And I'm, I'm really happy that you and I in this year that's unfolding are, are staying focused on line items like that, because there's just so much to be gained through sobriety. Absolutely. So let's talk about finding infinite happiness in recovery. What does mm. that mean to you, Stephen? Because we teed this up prior to recording this episode, but what does that exactly mean? Infinite happiness in recovery. Well, I, I think one of the first things that's important to mention is part of the joy of it all and that discovery is realizing that that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect and it's not a movie montage 24-7. It's life on life's terms, but I think the beauty and where that real genuine joy comes from is because we are living life on life's terms and because we are in the pursuit of the truth a day at a time in our lives in this journey of recovery, we are truly living authentically and we are walking and continuing to build on and understand our own brand of integrity, real integrity. And so many of those places where we have felt deficient, where we have felt less than, we realize those things are lies of the dis-ease, of the disease of addiction and alcoholism, And we start to live within that truth that we are capable, we are competent, and there is nothing beyond our reach as long as we are doing our part. Do you think, you know, you work with a lot of individuals, you work with a lot of parents and loved ones. Do you think addicts truly want to be happy? I mean, do they care about happiness? What are your thoughts on that? I think that there's a real, there's a real desire for them to to know peace and to live in joy, but I think they have a really bad conversation that they are embedded in where they don't feel they're worthy of joy or of peace. And I think they continuously self-sabotage and they keep getting in their own way and they perpetuate that narrative and they just need someone to come alongside them and help them understand the truth and get realigned And getting away from the substance use and the substance abuse is one of the quickest paths towards the proper reality so they can have a fulfilling life. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think like somewhere we as a society went astray? And let me explain what I'm I'm talking about here. 
I was reading a book recently about happiness and finding joy. I like those types of books. Mm. And in the book, you know, it brought up the point that somewhere along the lines, we started communicating to ourselves and to our children and, and so on and so forth that happiness is the absence of unhappiness. But that's not necessarily the case because it's not like your life's going to be happy and you're going to find joy and peace when there's no problems. I don't know about you, Stephen, but like I have never gotten to that point in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and oftentimes we may trick ourselves. Like when I was younger, I remember it was like, okay, when I make $100,000 a year, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like so happy. I'm not going to worry about this or that. I can live on, on my own and life's going to be so much simpler. And I made a hundred grand a year. And it's like, okay. Then it's like, okay, now when you make a, when I make a million dollars a year, everything's going to be so much better. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you get to that milestone. And it's like, okay, it's actually not there. It's like, or when I get married, then all of a sudden, like, now I'm not going to feel lonely. I'm going to have this partner and like my problems are going to go away. And, and maybe some people, they're not as naive to believe them. I'm kind of you know, simplifying it, but I want to hear your thoughts on that. Do you believe that happiness is the absence of unhappiness or do you think you can be happy and you can find joy and you can find peace amidst all the trials and tribulations that we're constantly bombarded with? What, what are your thoughts on that? Twofold. I think, first of all, there is no amount of money, there is no car, there is no house, there is no person that is going to bring myself, always me, and then we. That's my rule. I always want to apply it to myself, and then I'm willing to share with others because then they can take or leave what they want, Steve. None of that was going to... That is exactly why my book is called Filling the Void. And that's not to shamelessly plug my book. It's just that is this topic is part of exactly why I wrote that title for that book. Uh, there was nothing that was going to fill that emptiness inside of me. Nothing in this whole wide world. What filled that emptiness for me was was my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And wherever people are with their journey with God, any power greater than themselves will fulfill that emptiness for them. That's first and foremost. Secondarily, I believe when we are truly content and we find that inner love and that relationship with ourselves, we are truly able to live a life with purpose, a life with meaning, a life with pursuit. And none of that's going to be about any material effects or another individual. It's going to be about our own ability to put others first, to be of service, to make a difference a day at a time. It doesn't matter in in what degree or what manner we do that. The contributions we will have to society a day at a time is where we will find that joy. And I think when for myself and for other individuals, when they start to realize that is what's going to bring fulfillment, those relationships, that real authentic way of living, living transparently in that truth. I think that's where the fulfillment starts to come in. And some of these dispelled notions to where, to your point, society somewhat has led us astray. These other things, it's always going to be on to the next thing. But when you have that main thing, that integrity and that relationship with others and yourself, that's where you truly find your joy. Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, my wife and I, we always talk about like last year, like 2023, it's a tough year. The year before that was a terrible year and just a lot of different life changes and things that, that are happening, you know, in our lives. But 
we also look back on those years and we're like, oh my gosh, this was the best year of our lives. So how can there be that dichotomy? What are your thoughts on that? Like, how can you have the best of times and the worst of times at the same time, but you look back and you're like, dang, it's a great year. I I love, I think that's just, I just can't help but think about the fact that hindsight's 2020. And then there we have it. You know, you re- we see perfectly, you know, sometimes when we're looking back and we realize if it wasn't for some of the pitfalls we, that occurred or some of the trials and tribulations that occurred, we'd never end up where we are. And that's where I think really, and, and, and this becomes more of a, a universal broad stroke. I think that's where when we allow ourselves to trust and we allow ourselves rather than self-willing our way to it and through it, when we are, are willing to turn our will and our lives over to the care of something greater than ourselves and to realize, truly hang on to that, hey, we're being led. Hey, we have not been brought this far to be left behind. There's a reason for it. It may not be apparent right now. Hey, it may not be apparent until we're gone, but the appearance will come. And realize that there is a greater purpose to everything and start to trace that back again. That's where I think you can really find the ability to be content and find that there is something good in, in every facet and every chapter and season of our lives. Hmm. Okay. Well, let me, let me play devil's advocate here for a minute. And I know what you're already going to say. I just know you, but let me just play, you know, the other side of the coin here. You know, in the past, I remember I loved smoking cigarettes. Like I loved it. Seriously. It was like, it was great, which is crazy to think. Cause you know, I, I run marathons, yes. like all fit. And I, I like, I hate my hands smelling bad. It's like, I can't believe I used to smoke, but that was another time, but I loved it at the time. So when I thought of giving up smoking, like forever, I'd be like forever, forever, like, <laughs> never, ever again. Never. Or like, okay, I'm not I'm never gonna have a beer again ever. Mm. It was like this anxiety, or like, wow, like how like how would I ever live life? I mean, I there's like 80 years of life left. How how mm. am I not gonna do that? And it's just like overwhelming. So when we talk about finding happiness and recovery, Steven, what if mm. somebody's thinking to themselves, can I just smoke a little bit of pot? Or like when I, you know, I'm not going to do Coke every single day, but like every once in a while, when I go out with my friends, my buddies, we like to do a little bit of Coke and it makes me happy. I don't want this life. That's like restrictive where Mm. I can't do what I want. Do you think somebody can find happiness in using drugs and alcohol? If it's not this like full blown problem. I, I don't listen. First and foremost, I've got to, there's no way I can answer that without doing somewhat of a disclaimer for the reason that, that I've got to serve everyone, everyone well and properly. I am not here to focus any individual who is not having unmanageability in their life, who doesn't feel powerless over a substance of some sort, and who is going along their merry way and doing what works for them. I, I say, God bless them. That is not that is not the hill I'm going to die on. Mm-hmm. My my, because you know that's that is their journey, and I am here waiting for them on my piece of road if they ever want to cross over to it, and I will be waiting with open arms and open ears. That being said, 
because they are they are complete like hammers and bananas are very different things. This facet of it is a completely different thing. If you are like me, where like I am powerless over drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. and my life had become unmanageable. That is the first step in, in, in program period. Any individual that has a manageability in their life because of substance abuse and use, in my book, they qualify. That is the qualifier for alcoholism and addiction and to look at sobriety. If you are built like I am, like that, there is no little bit of anything. Anything we do will always lead us back to our substance of choice. Yeah. Above and beyond that, it's shown and it's proven and it's written this beautiful piece of literature, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, through the doctor's opinion, that we are bodily and mentally different. When we ingest the mind-altering substance, the phenomenon of craving kicks in and we go on runs. That doesn't happen to a normal person. Normal person doesn't have a glass of Pinot Grigio and then wake up three weeks later out of a blackout in another country. Yeah. That's what happens to people like me and never the two shall meet. So I think it's all, it's all perfect. And sometimes it's progressive over a number of years or time. Eventually people cross that threshold and the unmanageability rears its ugly head. Mm -hmm. Fine. And sometimes it never does. And they go through a lifetime of manageable drug use and alcohol use. That's their choice. And I, I support that. It's when it comes into that silo and that facet of the unmanageability and the powerlessness, that is where there must be an divine intervention and an intervening moment because your life is at risk and my life was at risk. But I will tell you this, it's too much to look at forever. It's too much to look at tomorrow, but a day at a time and sometimes an hour at a time. And Steve, you've heard me say it sometimes a minute at a time. We are here to win the day. And when we abstain and we don't feed that monster and we live life on life's terms like that, the promises all come true. And it is remarkable, the beauty of the lives we live. I love that. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. And, you know, I'll, I'll just conclude with this, then I'll turn the time over to you. You know, I was watching this thing from Brene Brown and she's essentially saying, if you, you don't know who Brene Brown is, just Google her. She has this great TED talk about shame and, and um, you know, all this stuff. But anyway, she was talking about how we can't just numb certain parts of our lives. So you can't just be like, hey, I got this pain over here from this like bad relationship, this toxic relationship. So I'm just going to numb myself to these feelings, mm. but then I'm going to go out and I'm going to be happy in these other areas. It's like when you numb, you numb everything. Mm -hmm. You can't like selectively numb your life. Let me just say this. I tend to side with Brene Brown and with in what you were saying. Mm. As far as, you know, you can't just numb half of your life or be selective with the numbing process or, you know, hey, I'm going to use a little bit of Coke over here or I'm going to drink over here. To me, it is black and white, but that's just me. That's just Steve Coffrin's opinion, not everybody's opinion. But I just don't think you can be half pregnant in life. And and if you want to find true joy and happiness, uh, I, I think it, it comes from abstinence in so many different ways. Listen, I, 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 I concur with your point. Nothing you're going to drink, ingest, 
take or use is going to bring you that joy. It's an inside job. And, and that's where this journey really becomes a pleasure, not a burden. And, and my real wish and hope for anyone and everyone out there is to live authentically, to live present to the moment. And sorry, this is, I've got to share it now because my place of discernment is hammering me. And we've talked about this before, Steve. So many times someone will be referred to me and they'll be like, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I'll respectfully, humbly say, hey, can we take a day at a time? Can we take 30 days and have you take a break? A day at a time, can we take 30 days and have you take a break? And monumentally, over and over again, I will see the said individual, whatever it is we're taking a break from, just blossom and flourish from abstaining during that period of time. So the proof is there. And sometimes they never pick it up again, and sometimes they do. But the beauty is, to your point, to live life fully where you are present and there is nothing there's nothing dulling that gap or numbing us out from life on life's terms. That is really a remarkable, authentic, courageous way to live. And that's where the fulfillment is for all of us. I agree. Well said, Stephen. And for everybody who's listening, we would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback on these episodes. The podcast continues to grow, which is you know, so remarkable. And we just feel so blessed and so grateful for everybody who's listening. If you have any comments, if you have any feedback, if you want to connect with us, please reach out. Hello at RestoreDetoxCenters.com. You can also find a lot of great resources on our website at RestoreDetoxCenters.com. So be sure to check that out. Stephen, it was a pleasure doing this episode with you. Thank you so much. I love it as well, brother. Thank you for your time. And just anyone out there, we would love to hear from you. We are here with you and for you in all things. Have a safe and a sober day.